0: Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians staying in touch through the power of books. And as always, we start our podcast off with our book club book. And we have just finished the second book that we read together, which was Truth Be Told by Sue Divin. We're going to do a brief review of that book before we reveal to you our third book club book. Yeah, yeah. So it's... We don't want to obviously to say
1: what happened in the end or anything, but it kind of all just packages up quite nicely in the end. It's been um, a pretty good Irish read. There's a few little things. I I have a little bit of a problem with the the two girls looking so similar. That is my only bugbear is how why they can look so similar when they have different mums.
0: Yeah. There was definitely some uh, poetic license, I feel. You've just got to be like, I accept this, even though we both know it's physically impossible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) But I think, hey, that's fiction for you. You can do what you like, (laughs) can't you? That's YA fiction for you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: YA fiction. But um, I really enjoyed the fact it was set in Ireland. It's around the Troubles. It's bringing two families together and, you know, different bringing two religions together I think it, it portrayed that quite well
0: yeah I thought you know she wrote a book for teens that made that sort of topic accessible but also because it was a nice happy ending that wrapped up it left you feeling a bit like oh that's nice do you know yeah which you don't always get with these sorts of books no not all the time so I will probably... I would probably give it a renew. Yeah, I would also give it a renew. I feel like when I started this book, it was going to be a return. But actually, as it got into it, I got more into the flow of the story, and that's why it edged into the renew sector for me, because it, it was a book that you had to keep reading. It might be one that I probably wouldn't pick up
1: for a little while. I might. It would be probably one i go oh, yeah, I'll read that one again and just find out, you know, just to yeah. have a recap of it. But I also, I loved her other one, Guard Your Heart. I I That was my favourite of her reads that I've done so far. She's a great writer, though. I really like Sue Divin.
0: Yeah, me too. She's got really great characters. If you like a good Irish read about
1: the Troubles, then go for Guard Your Heart and Truth Be Told. Both really good reads.
0: So, moving on to our third book, it was my time to choose, and I chose quite a wild card. I must say, I'm someone that doesn't read non-fiction. Like, non-fiction doesn't appeal to me, I find it quite dull, I find it difficult to resonate with real stories.
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to know
0: about life, <laughs> I'm living that. Uh, I prefer to go off and pretend I'm elsewhere. So, I decided to pick a nonfiction book because why not? With our book club, I should force myself to read nonfiction. And I bought my mum a book last Christmas and it's called The Salt Path by Raina Wynn. And I kept seeing it around the house and it's just got the most beautiful artwork mm. I've ever seen. And I just kept going, I want to read that because it looks nice. And I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to read it because I can't not read it if that makes sense <laughs> yeah
1: that does make sense
0: I've been around all the the libraries in my area
1: trying to get this book I've had to buy it in the end because I couldn't get it in the libraries that the copies
0: are all out all the time so it's clearly a good read that is the next book we're going to be reading we're going to Give you a brief overview of the blurb, which Claire is going to read. Yeah, I'm going to read that because my book hasn't arrived yet. I'm waiting <laughs> for it to come. So
1: hopefully it's going to arrive before we do the next podcast. Otherwise, I won't be able to read those 50 pages. But here we go. Here's the blurb. Just days after Raina Wynn learned that Moth, her husband of 32 years, was terminally ill, they lost their home and livelihood with nothing left and little time they impulsively decided to walk the 630 miles southwest coast path from somerset to dorset via devon and cornwall living wild and free at the mercy of sea and sky they discovered a new liberating existence but what would they find at the journey's end
0: sounds great I know it's weird because we're going to be reading this <laughs> in the middle of winter. I feel like it's a summer read, like, but we could pretend we're on holiday in Cornwall. Um, it sounds it sounds quite depressing actually, because I know it's all about mm. like her and her husband dealing with this illness, and I, I think it's kind of a nice way to spend that time.
1: It's a it does sound like it's going to be an emotional read, but a, what a beautiful thing to do. You know, life, like they say, life's too short. Go and do something that you want to do. Hence why I move to the coast. I want
0: to live somewhere beautiful. So you're going to read the prologue, yeah? I am. I'm going to read the prologue just so everyone can get an idea if, if this is the book that they want to join in on and join us with our reading of 50 pages Uh, I will say there's a really nice picture at the front, which is a map of the walk that they did. Oh, oh, I like that. So you can actually see all the different places they've been to. And I go to Cornwall quite a bit. So I kind of know where all these bits are, which is nice. Okay, prologue. There's a sound of breaking waves when they're close, a sound like nothing else. The background roar is unmistakable, overlaid by the swash of the landing wave and the sucking noise of the backwash as it retreats. It was dark barely a speck of light but even without seeing it i recognized the strength of the swash and knew it must be close i tried to be logical we'd camped well above the high tide line the beach shelved away below us and beyond that was the water level it couldn't reach us we were fine i put my head back on the rolled up jumper and thought about sleep no we weren't fine we were far from fine the swash and suck wasn't coming from below it was right outside scrambling through the green black light in the tent i tore open the flaps Moonlight cut across the clifftops, leaving the beach in complete darkness, but it lit the waves as they broke into a mess of foam, the swash already running over the sand shelf, ending only a metre from the tent. I shook the sleeping bag next to me. Moth! Moth! The water! It's coming! Throwing everything that was heavy into our rucksacks, shoving feet into boots, we pulled out the steel pegs and picked the tent up whole still erected with our sleeping bags and clothes inside the ground sheet sagging down to the sand. We scuttled across the beach like a giant green crab to what had the night before been a small trickle of fresh water running towards the sea, but was now a metre deep channel of seawater running towards the cliff. I can't hold it high enough, it's going to soak the sleeping bags. We'll do something or it won't be just the sleep. We raced back to where we started from. As the backwash headed out, I could see the channel flattened to a wide stretch of water only a foot deep we ran back down the beach the swash landing far above the shelf and rushing over the sand towards us wait for the backwash and then run to the other side of the channel and up the beach i was in awe this man who only two months earlier had struggled to put on his coat without help was standing on a beach in his underpants holding an erected tent above (laughs) his head with a rucksack on his arm saying run 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 We splashed through the water with the tent held high and climbed desperately up the beach as the swash pushed at our heels and the backwash tried to draw us out to the sea. Stumbling through the soft sand, our boots brimming with salt water, we dropped the tent down at the foot of the cliff. You know, I don't think these cliffs are stable. We should move further along the beach. What? How could he be so careful at three in the morning? No. We'd walked 243 miles, slept wild for 36 nights, eating dried rations for most of that time. The Southwest Coast Path guidebook stated that we would reach this point in 18 days and directed us towards delicious food and places to stay with soft beds and hot water. The timescale and comforts were all out of re- our reach, but I didn't care. Moff ran up the beach in the moonlight in a ripped pair of underpants that he'd been wearing for five days straight, holding a fully erected tent above his head. It was a miracle. It was as good as it gets. The light started to break over portharis cove as we packed our rucksacks and made tea another day ahead just another day walking only 387 miles to go oh what a great name moth moth do you think that's his nickname when you read that you're like how could this be a real story <laughs> of course yeah. like moth that's interesting do you think it's a
1: nickname it must be i think the book sounds great i'm really looking forward
0: to reading it Because it's a tricky thing, walking those coastal paths. It's not easy. It's not. And I think as well, like she says, she's consulting the guidebook and they're like, stay here, stay there. But actually they're homeless because they've sold all their belongings. So they're they're not going for like a holiday. It's like a last thing. And it is, you know, she kind of alludes in the prologue to his illness because she says they won't, they don't have that sort of time. To spend 18 days walking that space. I'm intrigued. I feel like this could be a non-fiction I'd enjoy because she's almost telling it in a fictional way.
1: Yeah, it's like a story, isn't it? That sounded very much a story.
0: Yeah. She's got that storytelling art to it. Yeah. It's not just like, here's my life, which most of them are. (laughs) Or academic writing, which I can't stand.
1: No, it's going to be a good one, I think. I shall look forward to reading those 50 pages when my book arrives. <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure I take some uh, pictures on on uh, North Yorkshire coastal path, the Cleveland
0: Way. You, maybe you'll get inspired to walk your path with just a tent. I'm, I've walked little bits of it. I don't know
1: whether I'll put a tent on my back and do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Next week, me and Claire will be reading up to page 50 of The Salt Path and we'll be letting you know our first initial thoughts of the book, you know, the opening, if we're getting into it, if we think it's going to get better, those sorts of things. So please pick it up from your local library if they have it, because as Claire said, apparently it's very popular. And join in and let us know your thoughts of The Salt Path. If you've read it before, let us know if it's a good one to choose, but no spoilers, of course. So, what have we been reading? I'm carrying on with The Boy Who Dared by
1: Rachel Coverdale. And i uh, nearly through it, actually, nearly at the end of it. Oh, it's a, it's a really good read. It's quite interesting because each of the boys have their own, like, internal thoughts about what the other boys feel about them. And they've all got their little insecurities You know, James thinks that uh, he's not very brave and that Ahmad and Greg are the adventurous ones and he's just a pain and he's weak and he thinks his dad thinks he's weak and stuff like that. And he's always trying to think how he can make himself better. Um, So there's like insecurities with all three characters, but so much is going on in there. It's a real page turner. Lots of exciting moments, horrible characters that are kidnapping and dog napping, and you know, it, it's great. I'm loving it. I think it's even better than her last one.
0: Ooh,
1: yeah, I think it's better than her her first one. Yeah, which is unusual for a sequel.
0: Yeah, I'm going to start that this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what you think. But I, yeah, I I think she's a good. Good writer. I think it's really, they're exciting reads. There's so there's lots going on. And the pictures, beautiful pictures again. Just great, you know, great pictures, great illustrations. Can we read the next one? <laughs> Can we read the next one when you bring one out? <laughs> Just keep sending them. We'll keep promoting them for you.
0: <laughs> so I was reading two books and I finished both of them. Huzzah! (laughs) Um, I finished Death and Croissants by Ian Moore and I was really happy that he reposted our Instagram post. (gasps) He did! He put our Instagram post on his Instagram and he put a little message on it and I made my day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said don't get any crumbs in those pages and I was like "Ah, I'm definitely ah." not. I'm a book freak. (laughs) It doesn't even look (laughs) like I've read them. Um (laughs) so that was really exciting. Yes. The book was really good as well. It was interesting because it was a funny thriller, it was a very slow build and it was very surface level on the characters but then about three quarters of the way through there was kind of a reveal about Valerie who's one of the main characters and after that reveal I got really into the story because everything started to make a bit more sense about why Valerie Mm. was even there and it just put the intrigue up and the action up, and I really liked the final reveal of who the killer was and everything. It was very much like Death in Paradise.
1: <laughs> if I would like to read
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so tongue-in-cheek, and it was easy reading, and because I've been doing a lot of heavy reading, it was so nice to have that book in between all of that. I will say the ending was really abrupt, It was kind of like, this is the final reveal, everything's gone back to normal, end. But I think because it's a series of books, he's deliberately done that, so then it can just roll on to the next one. Mm. Mm. Which is annoying. I hate that about series sometimes, because you're just like, if you just wanted to read the one, (laughs) you can't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do like standalone books sometimes. I I don't want to read a series. I just Mm. want to read one book and have it end well. Well, actually, sometimes I don't like books to end well. Yeah, read The Bunker Diary by Kevin Brooks, the YA Oof. book. Oh, dear.
0: That doesn't end well. Anyway. But talking about, you know, that as well, I found out ages ago I read that book, um, She Who Became the Sun, and I said the ending was like, really abrupt and I was very disappointed with it. I it, I found out that that's going to have a sequel, oh. which is why the ending was the way it was, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, but there you go. Um, so, Def and Croissants for me will definitely be uh, renew. I've really enjoyed it. I it's probably a book where I'll definitely go on to read the second one. I imagine just because you know the covers are gorgeous. To be honest, they really pop. So it's nice to have on your shelf, and they're just really easy reads. You know, I, I kind of like my easy read books to kind of sandwich between the heavy sci fi's that I seem to have mm. got. So that was really good. And then my other one, A Memory Called Empire by Arcadie Martini. I stayed up last night until like midnight reading it. Not purposefully, it was just how it went, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. You get into the swing of it. And that one, again, is going to have a sequel. So, but I kind of like this one because where it ended, I could happily leave that series if I wanted to. I'm not like, I don't have to read the next one, but I know she set up a lot of stuff in the first book, so I kind of know what the second one will be about. And it's interesting. I will say with this one, I didn't like it at the beginning. There was too much lore, too much going on to get my head around. It was only till, like, when I got to about the 100-page mark, which is a lot to get into a book, it started getting really good. And I must say, the last 150 pages were brilliant loved it and I think it's because throughout the book there was a very key character missing which needed to be missing to be fair for all the political intrigue but when that character came back it really made the book pop because you're like that Mm. that's what's been missing from this story that one person to really finish it off I really liked it I think if you're a sci-fi fan you would love this book because it's it's pure sci-fi. The world building, you know, if you're a fantasy lover, you'd probably enjoy it as well. I would I would give it a renew as well. I think it is a book where I would pick up the second one. Now I understand everything, it won't be as hard to get into. That's good. Okay. But it's definitely not a book that you could just give to any reader, you know? <laughs> you no, have to it's, love science I don't, fiction.
1: I don't think I'll be reading that one, Sophie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think death and croissants is more your style and claire you might I like so. this one as well the next book i am reading i've gone back to thrillers but a more dark thriller this time i'm going to read the paris apartment by lucy Foley. i think
1: yeah Foley or foley something foley, like that yeah it's one of those two yeah. sorry
0: lucy I bought this a while back and I got it in hardback because it just looked really nice, you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to have a nicer hardback and I'm excited because it sounds very intriguing and I love mysteries where you read the blurb and you're like, how, how are we going to solve this? Mm. So I'm really, really excited for this read. Um, and I know you've read some of her books before as well, so you've said that well,
1: she's good i yeah I, lis- I listened to the audio book um during lockdown of the hunting party, and I really enjoyed it, yeah, it was good, backwards and forwards, twists and turns, interesting characters, some characters annoyed me, I think you'll enjoy it you'll have to it, definitely I would want to read that book as well, I think, and then I'm gonna have to think about what uh The next book after The Salt Path will be as well. Mm. Oh, gosh, because you're picking the next
0: book. Yeah. yeah, You're going to have to let me know in advance. I'm going to have to get prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that is all from us this week. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, Please get in contact with us over on our Instagram page. We're always posting pictures, posting stories. We're trying to get the hang of this social media business. (laughs) And we will be reading up to page 50 of The Salt Path in our third book club book so please join in if you're someone who doesn't like reading non-fiction this might be the book for you it could be you know i'm giving it a go and it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me